And every, welcome everybody to the newest episode of the Space Suplex Podcast. This is episode 45. I am joined as always with my wonderful co-host Mike. How you doing? I can't be doing badly because wrestling is so good. You know? Yes. You just when you're not watching shitty main roster WWE, it's just it's wonderful, you know? And you're not being depressed by all the call downs. Well, I mean that that part still hits me because you know I'm watching XT, but you know, right. But uh, at time, you know, when that's not happening, it's all very good. Too bad it happens more frequently than it ever has. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't even got time to get through a current set of fucking uh, tapings before you know when from when they tape it to when it airs. Before they're like, uh, we want some more guys, even though we've got a stacked, ridiculously fucking packed roster that we don't even know what to do with them, and we want yeah, more we, people. Yeah, we don't even use them. Right. Like, we've already called over a lot of people, and we still don't use them. And yet we want more, for some reason. Well, I gotta answer the question that, uh, for years during his career rick flair would say what's causing all this well i'll tell you what's causing all this shit vincent kennedy mcmahon (laughs) yep pretty much one big ass out of touch seven-year-old motherfucker well he's in his 70s anyway i'm sure i've said that multiple times because it's worth repeating just like saudi arabia and that bullshit with them i'm actually kind of surprised that uh when this most recent uh, Saudi Arabia show, Super Showdown, uh, came up. I'm surprised. That, I was actually kind of expecting, because I'm cynical like that, uh, to um, for people to like kind of not care as much about talking about it. Right. You know? And, and, and in a way that, you know, that condemns it. Because uh, I, I figured, you know... Most people would be like, oh, because remember, the very first one they did, nobody really cared to talk about it in a, any way that they should, like they have been since Crown Jewel. Yeah, not as and much. So, yeah. And so when uh, Crown Crown Jewel happened, it was largely just because of Jamal Khashoggi's death yeah, and murder. Yeah, that's true. And so I, and, and because I'm very cynical, I'm just like, well, that's they're not going to care next time because they're not going to have a murder journalists to care about, you know? Because they don't care about all the other shit that's already happened before, way before Jamal, so it's right. like... <laughs> and there was l- only... Luckily, luckily, it woke people up in the in the wrestling media, and now they actually do... They still talk about this shit in the right way, so that's good. Yeah. Every time. Every fucking time, they should get bad press. Every time they yes. do one. And I know it's tiring to hear it, <laughs> even from us and the two people that listen. Which is probably us still. <laughs> you want to talk about cynical? There it is. Um, but uh, but just just you have to. You just have to. I it, it, trust me. I don't talk about it because I want to. I talk about it because I feel I have to. You know, I don't want to keep talking about this. If they just stop going and just like, well, you know, stop making up bullshit and stop trying to apologize for their. Turning out the same exact excuses every time. Right. Like they did last time. We're going to make a change. We're facilitating change. That is their favorite exact word-for-word go-to line. And it's not... It's not happening. No. No. You having a stupid show there is 
We, we, we know we know what it's for. We know what it's for. And uh, we know the business deals. We know who's getting paid and what they're getting paid and why they're getting paid it. So stop with this fucking bullshit. Yeah. You'd be better off saying nothing. Yeah. Because <laughs> we all know you're not going to tell us the truth, even though we've already uncovered the truth. We all know the truth. So it really just be, it wouldn't even be bare repeating for them. But, uh, hey, I could always use some honesty from some companies sometimes. It would be great. I'm not going to get it. So, because, you know, if I held my breath with those blue in the face, I'd be fucking dead. Okay. So just say so you know. <laughs> Well, since we brought that up already, I did have things to say about it, of course. Um, one of the uh, headlines from Cultaholics' uh, Twitter feed, which came from their website, is a uh, report claims, and this is before the uh, event, that Saudi Arabia told WB to remove Sami Zayn from the uh, Super Showdown card due to his ethnicity, as if this wasn't a surprise, because this is exactly what they did a year ago in their first event, mm-hmm. when uh, Sami Zayn, in storyline, claimed he was um, he was told to go say that he was had vertigo. Whatever. Vertigo. Yeah. Really? Yes, that's what he said at the time a year ago. Yeah. I think I remember that, but that's ridiculous. Yeah. And um, in that article, or or in in my reply with that article, I said, hey, Roman Reigns, because he's the most recent one to come out and say, we're facilitating change nonsense. And I saw, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I thought you were changing things over there. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't sound like they're very receptive. <laughs> yeah. What a load of shit. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was there's this uh, uh, podcast called Record- WrestleNomics Radio. And I've listened to it in the past. But rarely. And uh, there's an episode called, uh, titled, What's the Big Deal About WWE in Saudi Arabia? Question mark. <laughs> and uh, now it goes over in detail up to the current, so up to basically covering all three shows up to this point. Um, not the shows itself, obviously. It's about the politics and the business practices and all that shit, which is what we like to talk about because the shows otherwise don't exist up to us. Like, we're not talking about the fucking card because fuck that shit. That's why the most recent show, when people talked about the card, and that's fine and all good, but if that's where you want to go on your podcast. But I just got really sick of hearing people's criticism of, oh, it was a terrible show because I'm sure you've heard that. Or this most mm-hmm. recent one. It was actually really bad and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, but none of that matters in the long run because that's not why they're doing it. They're not doing it to give a quality show. They're doing it for propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, this is, this is the most, um, blatantly obvious thing that you could say about it is that they're just not doing it for that. It's not about quality of wrestling. It never was. If it happens, well, good for them. Yay. Um, so a number of things that happened, that happened, uh, in conjunction with the show that was interesting, but I'll get to that real quick. I just want to finish up my thing about the WrestleNomics radio episode here that, that they had where they went into detail covering, of course, 
all three shows and all the stuff around it. Um, and of course, there's a lot of stuff that they repeat that I've heard multiple times and already I'm very familiar with. But they also covered a lot of stuff that I didn't know about, that basically additional information. And one of the things was uh, someone talking to Linda McMahon, because, you know, at the time she actually resigned from her post at this point. She's not head of the uh, Small Business Administration or whatever it's called uh, in the Trump cabinet. But um, they uh, asked her about that. Like, just, you know, give us an opinion and shit, right? And she's all like, well, you're out talking to the wrong man on that one because I don't have anything to do with WB. I'm like, yeah, but you can still have an opinion. And it's not like you don't <laughs> go home and they don't talk about it. Come on, really? That's a bunch of <laughs> bullshit. That's what that basically what she's trying to act like that she's somehow, oh, I'm in this position with the government, so therefore I'm completely cut off from my family. Uh, yeah, that is believed by absolutely nobody. Okay, thank you. Zero people? <laughs> yeah, zero people. That's the number. <laughs> no, exactly one person. Her. Linda McMahon. Yes, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> yes. The only person that believes that bullshit is you, which you don't even believe that. Um, let's be fucking honest. Um, it's just funny to think that, as you clearly laughed about. <laughs> uh, so that was a bunch of shit, and as, as if the whole thing isn't. Um, because, you know, there's somehow a silver lining somewhere in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, definitely. That's laughable. Maybe the silver lining is, oh, yeah, the government over there is going to... Literally, like, I think it was like two days after the show aired, they were scheduled to kill, like, sentence to death some people over there for some bullshit that nobody anywhere else would do, you know, because of their stupid religion and shit. So, you know. Um, let's see, what else do I remember... Uh, Oh, yeah, the constant thing, because I didn't realize this, but apparently this was this big thing that they kept, the company kept saying to uh, try to get the deal, because apparently in 2017, which I was not familiar with this, there was this match, this women's tag match that they had in Abu Dhabi, which is, of course, another country in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And near the end of 2017, they did this. Right. I remember specifically seeing uh, a bit about it somewhere, like actual video footage and people talking about it. I don't know if it's WWE themselves that put it out, but I did see what the two, uh, what the the women were dressed with for that because they had to cover up more. Right. It's pretty stupid looking. Just to let you know. But well, yeah. But the other the other thing that's amazing is that they keep using this tag match as cover for oh this is what we mean when we're in Saudi Arabia about facilitating change um that is absolutely not going to happen there just not going to happen that's like me holding my breath for you to stop this this deal with them it's not going to happen you're all going to die so um but yeah they keep bringing it up well we had this match like when people say well Ask them about the change they think they're going to happen. They bring up, sometimes they bring up this tag match in Abu Dhabi. It's like, yeah, uh, the Saudi Arabia is not Abu Dhabi. Last I looked. Okay. Duh. It's not, it's not the same thing because it's not the same country. End of story. Um, Abu Dhabi may have restrictions on women, but they're certainly not causing, uh, they certainly don't have any uh, human rights violations that I've heard of. And they aren't, 
clearly aren't slaughtering uh, and starving the men and women in uh, in Yemen. So, last I looked, um, they're clearly off the hook for those grievances, those uh, war crimes, those human rights violations. So I just they just keep going back to something that's unrelated. And it's kind of stupid. In fact, one thing that I they tried to do re- this. Uh, they tried to actually do this. I'm not joking. They actually flew over. Uh, I believe it was, and I don't have it in front of me. Natalia knows one of them, and I believe the other one was. Oh shit. Um, I can't think of the name of the. Come on, help me, Mike. Say some new women's names. Woman wrestler. Say names. some. Oh, what? They tried. They were tried to actually do a match, a women's match. They flew over two women this time. This oh, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember who it was, though. It was an Italian, some other, other one. Charlotte? No. I think she's on Raw right now. Not that that helps you. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks. No. No. Are you sure? As, no. As soon as I hear it, I'll know. In fact, I'm picturing her. I just can't think of the name for fucking somebody. Well, describe her to me. Uh, she's got that stage talk show right now and she doesn't wrestle much otherwise uh i mean normally that would never help me because i don't watch <laughs> this shit right now but i think i know what you mean you're, you're talking about man now i'm fucking screwed i <laughs> you're talking about alexa bliss yes yes okay. thank you i don't know why i know based on what you saw me and i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about right but somehow i figured it out well thank you for that uh-huh. the, the big brain on you helped me this time um yeah, so uh, they flew them over. I don't know whether the, the government knew about it. Sorry, the government knew about it ahead of time. It doesn't sound like it because they flew them over. They actually were there because they tried to put them in a match on the show as if that was going to happen. Nice of you to waste their time. I I don't even know why they even agreed to go. They probably were like, maybe we'll get paid for doing nothing. They better be got compensated. Um, for wasting their time. But the other thing is, that kind of shows me that they actually believe their own bullshit. That they actually think they're changing something over there. Well, you know, you know, the first show, we didn't have any women on the show. The last show, in last fall, we had uh, a, the wo- a woman announcer. They allowed that. So this is the next step, right? No. Because, <laughs> do you know why they don't mind the woman announcing thing? Because... It's one, and it's most likely you can ignore her because she's just sitting there. She's not actually performing. She's just talking. And apparently they're okay with that. I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm actually shocked that they even are okay with that. But, um, yeah, the fact that they literally were trying to do a women's match, that was that's, that's hilarious to me. That literally tells me, uh, maybe, maybe it doesn't, maybe you don't see it the way, but... It literally tells me that they think they believe their own hype. They believe their own bullshit that they tell everyone that they're actually going to change things. Yeah, I don't know if they do, but I, I feel like they really don't, and they just know better, and they know what it's really about. I just, I, I don't believe. I, I just don't think that they that they're that stupid. They they, they know. Amazing. 
All right, so now we're going to go into actual good wrestling. But uh, before we do, I just want to mention that uh, there's this uh, another cultaholic thing that mentioned that this literally this last SmackDown from this last Tuesday, the uh, 11th of June, they um, there's this um, apparently uh, it's reported that Vince McMahon made frequent changes to the show. Or mm-hmm. actually, no, to Raw, actually. This Raw on the 10th, actually. Uh, due to the NBA Finals. And I'm just like... Um, when it, ideas come from a man, it doesn't matter how many changes he makes, it will still suck. Because it's coming from him. So it won't matter. On top of that, no one's going to watch this shit anyway because it's the fucking NBA uh, Finals and shit going on. Um, which they did get their ass kicked in that regardless. Um, but you know what? Overall, I hope he keeps thinking that he can band-aid this shit. Because that way, when they pull up with their, uh, to dock at the Fox on, in the fall, that they'll come out and say, why did you bring me this leaky piece of shit? <laughs> Leaking all over the place. Look at all these holes. What the fuck? <laughs> they can go... I didn't sign up for this shit. I didn't sign up. I didn't sign the, a contract for a leaky piece of shit. Get it the fuck out of here now. I hope that happens. It would be a fantastic. So, that's my quick comment on that. Ready for some yeah. good wrestling, Mike? I, I love good wrestling. Do you? I Do tell. It. What would you like to start with? You You pick. Would you like to start with NXT or New Japan, the two New Japan shows? We'll just go in order of when they happened. All right. So NXT. NXT. Do That's you right. say NXT, Mike? NXT TakeOver 25. Yeah, boy. So, as usual, it's like a broken record, but, you know, NXT is good. It's great. <laughs> Like, it just never stops. It's just so good. Uh, all, the, the, the thing that brought this one down a little bit for me was partly because Vince McMahon took away, you know, the tag champs, the prior ones. And so they had the scramble to make this ladder match on here for the vacant tag team championship with four teams in it. And uh, But we'll get to that after the first match. Um, So the first match was a singles match between Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong. And this one also has a hastily put together kind of just here, do it. And that's, I think that's a big problem with uh, this entire card is a lot of it didn't have much buildup, if any. Um, In fact, I would say uh, that was true for pretty much the entire card except for maybe like one match <laughs> maybe well like two matches I guess so anyway the first one yeah Riddle versus Strong um, it went as I predicted uh, with uh, Matt Riddle winning because Erotic Strong's not allowed to, to win on his own and get pushed um, <laughs> but I'm not sure I'm not too surprised by that um, I would like to see him get you know get pushed into the uh, 
the North American Championship scene, but I'm not so sure it's going to happen. Considering, you know, I don't know if Matt Riddle's going to go back to that. Probably not at this rate, since he just immediately dropped it after he lost last time. But, uh, so, and, and I also don't know if they're going to, going to, uh, continue to do that or start to do that with, uh, what they were hinting at pretty obviously with, uh, Dijakovic when he comes back from injury. Right. Which, so I don't know if that's which, which would explain the whole Tyler Breeze sudden appearance and quick, uh, like build up to that match. It was literally one segment on one episode, right? That they just immediately built to that. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually a good segment. So, and I'm not too, I'm not, I'm not too upset about it or anything. It's just, uh, yeah, just shit gets. Uh, it's like it's almost like some of these, especially that one. Like there was nothing, uh, really. Like I don't know. I, I guess Dijakovic was injury was a. Uh, close enough that they didn't know what else to who else to put in there I guess I don't know but uh but yeah it was just Tyler Breeze was really quickly set in there and all that but yeah real over strong excellent match I love me some backbreakers so I love me some strong that's just how it is <laughs> he's he's the best at it Mike go strong with us I do <laughs> But uh, since uh, Rock Strong is firmly a kind of just like a kind of more of a support guy in NXT, even though he's high on that list, you know, like he's like the top guy that usually loses big matches. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but he always he, he always looks good in in those matches. So I'm not that I'm not that uh, upset about it or anything. Just just wish my Roddy could give me a pushed himself, you know. But, it makes me think of uh, that how Bianca Belair, Belair is the same way in the women's division. She at least got, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that real quick, uh, I might as well mention the uh, show, the two matches, one of the two matches that they taped before this event to show the previous, the next week, which they showed last week or whenever. Um, they... Uh, she had another match with Mia Yim. It's probably the best match of either's at this point. Um, really good, really good, uh, uh, lengthy match that, uh, and they uh, they brought it with the the almost the intention of it being a takeover match. It was pretty good. Well, that's good to hear. That's right. Since I didn't watch that episode right after the pay-per-view, because there's too many other good things going on in wrestling, Matt. Yeah, I usually don't watch that that episode either, but I uh, I saw the matches that were, and when I saw that the other one was Keith Lee versus the finest Kona Reeves, I had to watch it just because just because Kona just uh, fucking does it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's got to get his finest fix. Right, I do. And uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, the best match I've seen from people, uh, that was also hit, th- those two have also uh, f- had matches before, and this was also their best match together. Uh, I thought I think that was even better than the women's match on that particular show. So, 
recommend that sh- that holdover after takeover uh, show. Definitely. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll go back to takeover now. We got the NXT Tag Team Championship ladder match. It is the Undisputed Era uh, combination of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly against uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. The Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. And the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford. Damn, this was fucking something. Eh, that's why, this is partly why I like uh, ladder matches a lot. They just, they do it, because the, the, the guaranteed, guaranteed a uh, uh, spot fest, and you know, I like my spot fest, so. Flippy ship spot fest, Mike loves them. That's right. <laughs> so, it delivered in all the ways I wanted, uh, but except uh, my prediction was Undisputed Era, because I was like, yeah, three times, that's three right. Three times. Three times. No but time. now, we actually got our first new champions uh, with the Street Profits. Yeah, which I thought was a very good uh, feel-good moment, despite the fact that... Did you feel that way, despite the fact you're kind of down on them? Well, actually, they've been... They've been, they've been uh, I've been a more up on them than usual of recent, so... Uh, they've been getting better. I, I don't I don't hate it. If, if one of the two teams here that hasn't... Well, sorry. One of the... Yeah, no one of the three teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Spirit is the only ones who have had it here yeah. before. If one of the three teams is going to be the the winners, uh, I feel like they're probably the best pick because I already knew Lorcan and Birch weren't going to win it because they're mostly UK guys now, and uh, Forgotten Sons. Nobody wants them to win. Well, so. actually, it's 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 Danny Birch is will so some sometimes show up on the UK show and or Lorcan and or. Orny Lorcan is is uh has got a stint on two two or five live so that's oh that's I mean. right okay Blech. yeah so they just they they're not really I guess much of a tag team outside of when they're needed basically which is unfortunate because they are awesome together I know they had it just don't you don't understand it's not understand they had, they had two of two of the best best uh, uh challenges for this tag team championship last year. Yep. So, they just they were two of the best best things going in that division last year. So yeah. And the uh, the scariest thing besides some of the um, spots I'll mention real quick here, uh, the scariest thing was I went in this match thinking the Forgotten Sons were going to get the titles. <sighs> I I did think that was kind of uh, might be likely, but I wasn't sure. I was certainly hoping against it because you know, just like the crowd was against it as well. Oh yeah, they're like stay forgotten <laughs> and all that shit. Yeah. And uh, eventually, um, who I like to call Gunner came out and uh, I believe it was his TNA name because Jackson Riker's a stupid name. I mean, Gunner's a stupid name too, but whatever. If it's I just gotta say, it's stupid. It, 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 if I gotta say less syllables to get his name out, I'd rather use that. But anyways, uh, so Riker comes out and he. Uh, so the spots involving him, he, he initially like clears house of everybody. And uh, he's trying to help his team, of course, win. And that's when, you know, we're all thinking, oh, fuck me, man. They're actually going to win. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, he gets, they get fended off uh, so, at least twice because they try to, he tries to successfully get them up that ladder twice. And 
there were two times where he was supposed to catch people, I think, and completely fucking missed them. Like, do you remember more detail than I do? Like, who was flying? Uh, pretty sure it was Montez Ford. Yeah, that, that was one of them. That did yeah. a that yeah flipped himself and over the uh, the top rope and you know and Riker just wasn't really you know, quite in place to catch him right, so he kind of fucked it up. Good job, Gunner. <laughs> Your involvement is basically why my uh, my rating for this match is four and a half and not five. Damn. Because <laughs> your, your your involvement uh, was the down the down part of the match. Yeah. So. And then and then uh, we got a we got we'd be mistaken not to mention the uh, ridiculous punishment that was Colorado was taking. It felt like he was gonna. It felt like he was. They were trying to kill him. Yeah, he took this really awful, fairly early. In fact, he took this pretty awful bump on his side of his back on the uh, on a ladder yeah and i could and that wasn't surprising when you could see it was bleeding later on the match and yeah. it was uh bruised there as well i'm like color me i'm not shocked because that didn't look good <laughs> no and then there were some other spots later in the match like i think also uh he was involved in a a spot from the so-called gunner who uh did a did an offensive move on him that made it just seem even worse. I think he gave him like an apron spot or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. It's like, dude, stop. No. I know you guys agreed to this beforehand, but you didn't know this was gonna happen, so don't do it now. Come on. Poor Kyle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Didn't win the titles the... and has bruises to show it. Jesus. Also the the finish was good too when uh Montez Ford Literally hopped onto one of the top rungs of the ladder. Yeah, he's got and, some jumps, man. Jesus I know, Christ. but but not. It's not even literally in this case. I mean, he can jump high because his splash is really good. Yes, because he gets so much height. He reminds me of a. I mean, he doesn't do it quite the same as a Rob Van Dam, but that's what it reminds me of the height he gets. Yeah, it looks I think good. he gets a little bit more air. He might. Ford does. He yeah. might. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's frog splashes with lots of air. It's always my thing. Uh, but uh he he so this wasn't really so much about his jumping ability it's just like how how much of like almost like a soft touch of a landing because you'd think that would just like his landing on it with the other guy on the other side it would have fucking uh fell over somehow yeah but and that's would have ruined the spot but no it he had such a good delicate jump over to it somehow that it just completely perfect and he just fucking cracked his ass with his one of his punches. The guy fell off and they won. That was such a good ending to that. Yeah, that was excellent. Yeah, it's like even if you're down on him a little bit, and you he won you over. I'll tell you. Oh, he, I I always thought he looked the best of the two for sure. Right. Yeah. Ever, ever since the beginning, but uh, well, someone's got to be the more generated team, don't they? Yep. <laughs> that rule lies with you, Angelo Dawkins. Damn. Now stop stirring imaginary pots, all right? Yeah, whatever God. you're doing. <laughs> uh, of all the things that people do in their interests, that is actually not bothering me like some things do. Jesus Christ. Um, next up, more titles on the line. North American title on the line. Velveteen Dream defending against Tyler Breeze. Mike, what you got? Um, I have to say... 
this was okay. This was fine. It was actually one of my least favorite uh, Velveteen Dream matches on on a takeover. Like it's not bad. Like I gave it three and a half stars, so it's not. It's it's actually pretty damn good. But but uh, I don't know, man. I it's just low end for take for uh, for uh, takeover slash NXT, especially for Dream. Like oh uh, my god, I don't know. I I felt like part of that. A lot of that was actually kind of. I felt like kind of Tyler Breeze didn't feel like he was super into it. Huh. For some reason, he even even when he when he was doing his entrance, I don't know. Just just felt like he was kind of going through the motions. Even though Speaking this was that, even though this was all new for him because he hasn't been back in his team for a long time, you know. So it's right. like I don't know. Speaking of entrances, what did you think about? We always got to talk about what the Velveteen Dream comes out with. Oh, of course. Wearing. Yeah. What is? I I I actually like the. I didn't mind it at the time, but when I look back, you know, it's not as uh, it's like people remember it, but it's not creative because it's just a it's just a, like he did the two times he came out with the Hogan and Hollywood Hogan style shit from the yeah. So it's like okay, yeah, whatever, but. I, I like things that are more original, just uh, where it's just him just doing shit and coming up with original shit. And this one was really good, I thought. Yeah, th- this was more like one of his one of other more first appearances where he he just like just this is him just coming out with a whole new fucking look, you know. But this still fits his character, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and this time he had these crazy gold chains wrapped around himself or whatever the fuck, and yeah, he even started the match with it. Of course, it didn't last long <laughs> no, came right off no. yeah. and of course that's big i mean i don't think it would matter if it was tightened up because it was kind of hanging loose on him i don't think it would have mattered one way or the other it would have been not long for the match so yeah no but it would have been it, bad to have anyway but hey it, it at least lasted a, a whip into the rope <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah a little bit <laughs> i see a little jingle jangle before it fell off <laughs> so yeah yeah decent match uh Little nice little quote unquote selfie thing after the fact, uh, mm-hmm. as two baby faces would I guess would do. So yeah, overall pretty good. Got not a whole lot to say about it, but you know not terrible. You could do you could do better, but you can't. You could also do way worse. So speaking of worse, next match. Um, ooh. Uh, ooh, ooh, that's a that's a little blow, Mike. Yeah, I know it sounds harsh. It's actually not that bad of a match. It's just a. It's the NXT Women's Championship match. Shayna Baszler defending against Io Shirai. I gave it three stars. It's just, I don't know. Like, I like Shayna Baszler, but, and I like the women in these matches, but, I don't know, it's just like something about them. They just don't quite do it for me in a big way, like it, like that division did for me when Asuka was around. Like, right. Just, Asuka's just always lighting it up. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of weird. She just says too high of a standard, I guess. I, uh, maybe. You know, it's like, oh my god. Because <laughs> so frequently it was uh, Asuka's matches and takeovers were like the best thing about every takeover. <laughs> right. Or close to it, you know, one of the best. So, uh, this one's probably... Yeah, it's, it, it, was, it was fine overall. And I was su- su- surprised that Baszler defended successfully this time. But... It does seem like they're going to do something more interesting next time because of Io Shirai's 
a kendo stick beatdown yet again on Baszler uh, after the match was over at, at this event. So, you know, I've heard people say that they might do a hardcore match, which uh, I'm kind of I kind of like it, but I kind of don't because it also you know, a hardcore match doesn't tend to have a lot of wrestling. You know? Right. <laughs> so, I don't know, but it's not something you see much in NXT, if, if ever. I don't remember seeing any since I've been watching. So, so maybe maybe they can make it good. I mean, she's plus, certain, uh, plus, is definitely a very uh, vicious with that stick. So, you know. Well, plus uh, a woman's match that goes into a street fight style is also very rare. That's and, true. Uh, yeah. I remember the first time I seen that was 2002's Royal Survivor Series. It was mm-hmm. Victoria versus Trish Stratus. Yeah. It was pretty good. So mm-hmm. that one was. So. Um, granted, different era and all that shit, different expectations, but definitely worth worth a watch if you want to watch that one. Uh, hunt that shit down. Um, uh, kind of a more of a what you'd want, like hypothetical shit going on here is my question now. And that is... Uh, if Baszler were to drop it, the title to somebody, regardless of whether it made sense in the current storyline, who would you think that should hold it as of right now? If it's oh. not her. Uh, I guess I guess Io Shirai is what I would say. Yeah. But uh, that's not how they're doing it at the moment. So I, I, I suspect if they go the route that I'm thinking they're growing for the next time around, then I think sure I will win for sure that time. But so who do you think will be? I think, uh, the next challenger that's for the title, regardless of who's holding the belt, I would almost pick me um, at this point. Cause really? I think they have to, cause I think they have to, cause I feel like, well, who else is there really? Outside that's true. Of, they, they outside need, of Bianca Belair, there's no really nobody else. That's true. They do need to establish uh, some more threats. Maybe they could uh, do it. I mean, I feel like they need to do this more often, and that they need to use the time on their NXT weekly show to build up confront, more confrontations with, uh, you know, with the the top of that uh, division and other challengers that could potentially, you know be in that mix even if they don't use them in any given time you know right so like even if it's uh something outside the main title match yeah absolutely because you have to have something and well granted uh beller and yim have had their feud going on and little shit it's uh not been anything serious out overall it's just been kind of just and they've been wrestling quite a bit lately like i think the last like month they've last like four shows they've had a match and three of them. So mm-hmm. I think it's time to, uh, uh, get some more, uh, mixing up with the opponents there for that to be better and more fresh. So, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. See, I, I, the, the women's division when Oscar was still there, it was like really, really, uh, it wasn't like super deep because it's don't have a whole lot of spots for anyone. Cause it's not, it doesn't occupy a ton of the roster or card or whatever. But even when when she was there, though, it was like uh, it was like four major four people. It was Asuka, it was uh, Nikki Cross, uh, Ruby Riot, and Ember Moon, and they all 
had great matches together, no matter what configuration they were doing for many months in a row. Nice. Uh, so, and many takeovers <laughs> as well. Like they had a three-way at one point with three of them, uh, <laughs> you know, among the other singles ones on and off takeovers. So yeah, it was, man, that, I pined for that time. It's good times. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and then the last match on the card, we have the NXT Championship match, uh, effectively a rematch, just with one fall instead of two out of three from the last takeover, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, last time was for a vacant title. This time, uh, Gargano comes as the champion, and Adam Cole defeats him and becomes the new champion. I predicted Cole last time, and he didn't win. This time, I predicted him again because I'm a stubborn fuck. <laughs> and I got I got to go with my cool heels, so cool I did, heels. and he won this time. And nice. um, I do like this match more than I than the other one, personally, even though they're both great. So, so I gave it five stars. And did you feel that the two or three falls match last time was kind of just like out of place? I don't know. I I didn't care for the stip as much. Eh, I, I, I guess. I mean, I couldn't. I certainly don't. I think maybe. I think maybe they did it because they knew they were going for this rematch in the next one after that. So they wanted to give it a slightly different, uh, give it give it a slightly different feel, like as if it's adding variety or something, maybe. Uh, and and I have to say, if they did, if they didn't do that, then then just a straight up second in a row single fall match, right. I would be a little less into, so I don't know to do it right away. But yeah, it does feel like it. They did the the stipulation match before the regular match, though, like in opposite order. Yeah, yeah, kind of right. Because I almost feel like if you look at it, they did the same finishes, the same winners, but they just did the two matches in opposite order. Uh, I almost feel like that Cole would look would look a lot stronger coming out of this one if it was the two out of three falls match instead. Yeah, you're probably right, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. They also probably, because of the whole uh, Tommaso Ciampa being injured, and they actually want to do those two again, um, that I think the whole insert of Cole and trying to get people interested in, in, in Gargano versus Cole, I think that they went for the two out of three falls to make it somewhat more interesting than it otherwise would be if it was on such short notice. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Probably, but yeah, it was an excellent match. Uh, Panic mode. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, it was fantastic pay per view as always for NXT. I gave it a B plus. A good old B plus. Slightly, slightly down from other previous ones, but yeah. All right, good stuff. So. uh Rolling on with the good stuff, Mike. We can't. We gotta keep this train rolling. That's right. More good stuff. New Japan's best Super Junior. Or maybe six. Uh, well, it's a good thing I said good stuff and not better stuff because your rating for this one, which we'll get to, is uh, the sex same. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and this is the finals of the Super Junior tournament for New Japan. Yeah, best Super Junior twenty six. Uh, final day, because it's a month long tournament similar to. Uh, similar to the upcoming uh, annual, well, they're both annual, <laughs> uh, G1 Climax tournaments. 
that they have for the heavyweights. It's effectively the same thing, but this is for the junior heavyweights. The other one's for the heavyweights. Um, and honestly, uh, I did give this a B plus, just like the thing we just talked about for NXT. But uh, it's this is much more so because uh, bigger card. Uh, well, it's 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 less no kind of sort of, but not really. It's it's it got the same rating largely because of the strength of the last three matches on the card. Yep, they were good. And that's what I want to talk about, because talking about the undercard, when they're just these standard tag, random tags that they like to do, it's kind of hard for me to talk about them in anything meaningful. So I won't, I won't talk about those. Um, good, don't. Who gives shit? Yeah. But all, all I'll say about them is that they were <laughs> largely more entertaining to me than uh, they sometimes than they usually are. So that's what I'll say about that. Uh, but the last three starts off with a singles match between Jay White and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tanahashi was out for a little while, a few months, maybe I'm like, well, since April, since the G1 Supercard, because that's where he got injured. So he's out for like a couple months, but uh, he came back in this match, and I actually predicted he would win just because J.Y. had already beat him a number of times. But no, he didn't win. He actually, J.Y. got beat him again. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but, uh, he held a coffin. Jeez. Well, I feel like uh, Tanahashi, you know, he's definitely, uh, he's in his early 40s. He's he's clearly more in the position now, more and more so, as it seems to go on, of him just being the guy that the the... The legend that, you know, puts over newer guys and Jay White is very new. He was he he came he came back into it after being in the, through their dojo Young Lion program. He came back with his current character back in a uh, very late 2017. So just before I started watching this promotion, so. Yeah, he's he's basically there to help Jay White get over, and uh, it was a very good match. I gave it four stars. Uh, it actually, uh, I think it I think it ended on a roll up. <laughs> I want to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it didn't end on Jay White's finisher or anything else. That's a that's a WWE main roster uh, favorites of their finishes, but you don't see that much outside of that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so, I'm not exactly sure what this means for Tanahashi. I don't know if it means much of anything, because uh, the guy's the guy doesn't, you know, he does not. He's not hurt from losing, <laughs> pretty much ever. So, it's whatever. So, in other words, he's he's John Cena in that regard. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get hurt by losing. The difference is he, John Cena would sometimes will come out and go and just like laugh it off the next night. Yeah, <laughs> I lost it or whatever. Uh, but the the next one on the card is one of the the two best on the card, and that was a uh, the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship match versus uh, champion Juice Robinson defending against John Moxley, his first match anywhere since leaving WWE, and this is an easy prediction that he was going to win. Super easy, <laughs> very easy. But uh, 
it oh, mattered. Easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was because I, I, when I saw once I found out who it was, it was targeting Juice Robinson when they a little bit before this event. And I was like, well, well, he's going to be the newest champ because he's not going to lose coming in off uh, at WWE. You know, he's not going to lose. Right. Not this guy. Uh, so you know he did win, of course. <laughs> uh, gave it four and a half stars. Lots of just a big, big fucking brawl. Just yep. that's what they did. They brawled the shit out of each other, and it was, and it legitimately was like, like I've not followed a lot of, uh, you know, former Dean Ambrose's, uh, you know, wrestling matches because he was most of his stint in WWE was before I was back into wrestling, but. I did see, even when I wasn't watching wrestling in any regular capacity in the, those other years, I still saw stuff of his and knew who he was off and on once in a while. And nothing I ever saw was like that impressive to me overall. Like some things, like I didn't think he was bad, but I always got the feeling that he's kind of being held back by a crappy WWE, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and to me, this is definitely proven true uh, with this match because it was excellent, and I like a lot. I like a lot of what I saw from him here. So, uh... yeah, because when I was watching him in WWE, I always, I always felt that I was look look at him and go, he could be interesting, but then he pulls out a fucking briefcase and opens it up and. His opponent that he's going to face soon gets sprayed in the face with ketchup and mustard. And doing <laughs> shit like that. Because that's what Vincent Mann thinks a character that's unhinged would do. Like, oh, that's her. That's who you are. That's her character. It's good shit. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. <laughs> and so, yeah, I would always look at the and go, God, if he, if he just had good shit to do, he would actually be fun to watch. And. You know, then we get in the Mitch the Potted Plant, and I'm just like, go fuck yourselves, you know? <laughs> oh, God, the worst. The worst. And you can tell he, he really, during the match, after, even after the match, like when they do the uh, the backstage, you know, promo stuff yeah. in New Japan, he, he was very, it was very obvious he was so glad. He was so glad he was gone, that he wasn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah and uh oh, real man. quick i want to mention um i really liked his uh and we mentioned this last time on the on the podcast here uh his interview on uh jericho's podcast mm-hmm. Chris jericho's podcast yep it was really good um he had an additional interview with wade keller on his podcast and it was a two-parter that's how long that is but there's a reason why it's a two-parter there's a reason why it's longer it's not actually longer. It's that Wade Keller is a fucking advertising whore. Oh my fucking god! I could not get through that thing. I'm not joking. Like how this... how how many how long was the was about the average time before you had to deal with ads being playing your hairs? You give me a guess, and I'll tell you then. I don't know. You said it sounds pretty bad, but I don't really know. Uh, go ahead and guess based on that. <laughs> ten minutes. Every ten minutes. That's what I thought. You know, in fact, you know what I said to myself? I said, this doesn't feel like it's even going ten minutes. It wasn't. Really? I actually timed it. One one of the uh, sections. And 
it was a little over seven minutes. Are you fucking kidding me? And there's no... No, I'm not fucking kidding you. And on top of that, there is absolutely no warning. It just immediately cuts out and goes right into it. There's no segue or any way to tell you it's coming. They don't say, hey, we'll be right back after these messages or whatever the fuck you know. No, it just immediately... John Moxley's talking and then all of a sudden he stops talking and all of a sudden an ad starts. <laughs> it's so jarring. And that, of course, he'll... All these people that would like his show will say, well, you could get the ad-free version. Okay, I'm not against ads. I'm against ads in that many frequency and that many. How about that? Yeah, I can see you can say. You can, would... be, you can have advertisements and me not be okay with them without being a fucking whore for it. I can safely say that I that any interest I had in potentially checking that interview out is down the tubes now that I know how Dude, often I didn't that I didn't came get out. through it. I didn't even get there was two parts. I didn't even get through the first part. Yeah. That I was sounds, like I can do better. Insufferably bad. Yes. It really no is. thanks. No thanks. Yeah, and uh just because uh I really hate his show because of that, even though I've never listened to it before and after, I certainly won again. I, I just gotta mention this real quick. I didn't I never know what he looked like, what Joey Kill looked like. I just knew of him, mm-hmm. and so I thought he—he's not this, but I thought he was uh, some fat bastard, <laughs> some some overweight motherfucker. He's not overweight at all, but <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> I probably—I think, you know what I think? I think I'm when I thought of him, I thought of Bob Ryder. You know that fat fuck? I know he's fat. He's a fat balding fuck. I don't know who you're talking about. So. Um. Okay. Well. Whatever, you can look him up. Uh, writer with the a Y instead of an I. So, but whatever. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> what else, Now that I'm done with that ridiculous, uh, needless uh, uh, side story, <laughs> I thought that the Moxley Robinson match was much better than I anticipated. Um, given your uh, experiences that you told me about with typical. Robinson matches, they're not exactly the killing the shows and the worlds to die for on, but uh, apparently here it was. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Normally and he's uh, he, normally in his title matches he's fine. Uh, he's perfectly fine, but he's not like the world-beating awesomeness that this match was. So he's more like C.J. Parker, would you say? <laughs> Which is funny you say that because when he I went out of my way to watch those two guys' uh, backstage promo things after their match. Yeah. And Juice Robinson literally mentioned C.J. Parker, his former name. <laughs> like, he did. He said... <laughs> because he did come out this time without the dreadlocks for the first time. He, oh, that you know, looked yeah, a lot better. He, yeah, he looked... He, and that, and, that, and, that's, and that's, that's part of how, why he referenced... Uh, uh, he's like, you know, I've sh- I finally shed my uh, C.J. Parker or whatever it was. <laughs> or so, I don't know exactly how he put it, but he met- he mentioned that character that he used to play in NXT for a small amount of time. And I think part of that was to- in relation to because he got rid of the dreadlocks because he also had them back then. Yeah. And uh, and he and also his uh, in talking about, you know, in-, in reference to the fact that, you know, he's. His character's a uh, more serious version now with this starting with this match. Well, that will definitely help because this yeah. it definitely worked in this match. Oh god damn! Yeah, he killed himself out there for this match. I mean, some of, 
some of his uh yeah he definitely did some some of this uh was still was evident in his in the, the previous version of his new japan character in recent times uh-huh. i mean he's definitely done some great stuff like that but it's not it was still more i'm a more fun loving kind of guy kind of no thing. I, I don't want fun loving just robinson i want <laughs> i want this version i want the vicious kick I want vicious kick your ass, Juice Robinson. Then he's gonna be told. Seriously, this is this is this is this is absolutely a great decision to do this that he made, and will absolutely help him. Yeah, I, it was definitely his best match I've seen. It so. just it'll be a better. It's a better. Even if you don't talk about the match improving, it's a better character too. Yeah, I I agree. And he, uh, yeah. <laughs> now he it's wanted not that Juice fucking Robinson. table to be broken too. Yeah, I know. Holy shit! He's like, you're we're, we're breaking this shit. <laughs> it's it's now it's now his name is Juiced Robinson. There you go. <laughs> I like that. Let's do that. We'll call him Juice Juiced Robinson. <laughs> I think I I think I sold him on that, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. And so it, we got the f- and what, it, go ahead. And as good as that match was, the next one, the main event. Mm. Was even better. Mm. Best of Super Junior Twenty Six Final Match with Osprey versus Chef's Shingo. Kid. Chef's what? Kiss. I, I know it really was. Will Osprey versus Shingo Katagi, or to, I'm sorry, Takagi, or as my bro here came up yeah. with, and now I gotta use it all the time. Papa Shingo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This match. Oh. Match of the year so far. Match of the year so far. It's so good. Oh, it was great. Oh. Whew. Oh, I know. I, I don't know if I can talk about it. Yeah, it's you just... can sum it up in one one sound bite. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, one, one weakness that I know you had with it is you thought it went on maybe a little too long. Yeah, at certain at, at one point I thought they could have shaved off five minutes, but... Whew. I know. So I got <laughs> so many good near falls. Oh, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, just in my mind about it. Just watch this match. I don't even want to talk about it because I I'm don't doing even. It. I'm doing. I'm doing it in my mind right now. I know. I don't. Pumping bombers coming. Oh, there oh. it goes. Like, I don't even remember. Like so many good shit in it. I don't even remember any specific things that really stick out to me. I just know it's fucking amazing. So just go watch it. Yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't do it justice anyway. Like I couldn't. No, no, because no it makes me do this. Woo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I like didn't that. get it right away that you wanted me to do it, and I was like, oh wait, he wants me to do it. Woo. <laughs> 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 yeah, right. So. Mm. I know. So good. I know. Mm. Mm. I can't. I can't. I got. I got. I can't talk. So good. <laughs> moment of silence for this amazing match okay thanks that's good enough <laughs> seriously just watch this match we're not going to talk about it it's a five star match that's what it was oh my god that's all you need to know yeah that that right there that last two matches B plus B, B plus show B plus show yeah right just right there if it wasn't for those two matches it'd probably be like a B minus or C plus show but but those two almost Oof. an A minus almost an A minus oh my god yeah. If that Jay White Hiroshi Tanahashi match was a little bit stronger, I might have put it in an A minus. So damn, seriously, damn. just based on those three, I'm not joking. It's fucking D- they were that good. They were that good. 
The damn. I know. I wasn't expecting either. <laughs> the damn. <laughs> so moving on to a more disappointing show, unfortunately, in our last. Do we uh, have to? Yes. Yeah, I'm just. I'm still thinking. Oh, you're still, still thinking, thinking about. That about match? I'm still thinking about <laughs> Papa Shingo. <laughs> Pumping bombers. Mm. <laughs> but Will Spray. Well, uh, I mean, we we. Did we even say who won? <laughs> oh, probably not. <laughs> Just too good. You can't can't spoil anything. No, I'm serious. Yeah, but Will Ospreay did win, and I didn't expect that. Actually, I actually went for Papa Shingo. Matt was with me the whole time. I was like, I was just like, he, I kept counting down the amount of percentage. I thought <laughs> Takagi the Takagi prediction was going to be right. Yeah, and then. Just at the very near the ending, I was like, "Oh, zero percent." I'm like, "Oh, this keep going down, keep going down." And then you saw the uh, <laughs> the, the the typical finishers that uh, Will Osprey does in in the usual order. I would yeah, assume. yeah, yeah. And then you're like, "Oh." The second 60. I saw him go and hit Hidden Blade, I was like, "Oh my God, I'm done." Oh, done. oh it's over. It's over. But it was so good. Here comes, it was so here, good though. Here comes Stormbreaker. Oh, damn! There it goes. But I, but I don't care. That's fine. Actually, if, if I would have thought ahead of time, which is this is about the next uh, the next event, uh, if I knew, if I realized that Takagi was going to be brought into the heavyweight division, I was I would have probably guessed it right, but I didn't because I wasn't expecting that right away. Right. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen at some point, but they pretty much did it almost immediately afterward. So the next event, which is uh, New Japan's Dominion Six Nine in the Sakajo Hall. Um, I love those official titles. Oh, they are so They're good. so nonsensical. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he the 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 second match on the card. Wait, wait, wait. What, what year is it taking place in, Mike? Twenty nineteen. No, 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 no. What? No, that's not how you do it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Allow me. Allow me. Please. Dominion six nine in Osaka Joe Hall. 2019. Thank you. Thank you. We've been so, missing that for a while. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I'll get to the right shows to have that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, the second match on this card was Shingo Takagi, Shingo Takagi Papa Shingo versus uh, Satoshi Kojima. And Kojima is a, a legend. He's a, He was a a big time, so many times. Oh my God! With Hiroshi, uh, uh, was it Tenzan and him were big ass tag team some time ago. So many tag team titles. Lots, lots. A wash in them. Ten, ten cozy with all the tag team gold, among among other single stuff too. So he was obviously put here to put Papa Shingo over in the heavyweight division, and that's what happened. So. But it was a pretty standard match, though, unfortunately. So I gave it two and a half stars. It started out, though, this this event started out with Moxley's second ever match after leaving WWE. And it was him against a young lion named Shota Umino. And as predicted, he won- He obviously was going to win fairly quickly. It did. It was under five minutes. Uh, and uh, I gave it two stars, not to say it's bad, because it wasn't. It was just, you know very standard match where he mostly mostly uh well, well I, I actually thought it was a good match let me just say 
I just rate it low because it's, it wasn't like exactly filled with tons of like, you know, your favorite balls moves or, or <laughs> moments. It was just a very, very good match. It was a good match, very good short match. Uh, that you know, that uh, Shota Umino actually, uh, you know, started it out with a surprise uh, leap over the top rope and onto him before he even got before Moxley even got in the ring. <laughs> during his entrance so that was actually kind of fun because he because he, they actually uh he didn't look bad in this match and but you know moxley killed him later so uh <laughs> it's actually a pretty fun opener for you know the dynamic they were going for there but yeah still two stars because you know it's very typical stuff but you know it wasn't super impressive in a way that you'll expect for later on but yeah that's still not every match match. can be so no forgiven well that was never intended to be and that's why i'm fine so yeah yeah uh but uh we're gonna skip all the other ones here and go up to the title matches so the next two are just more typical uh tag team you know throwaways in a lot of ways so skip those two but uh after that we get into the title matches because this is their second biggest uh show of the year Behind Wrestle Kingdom, uh, unfortunately, it didn't live up to being that this year. Like unlike last year, it was like the best show of the year. Uh, I can't help but make that prediction that uh, that comparison because Dominion last year is the best. It's the fucking best. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we had the Never Overweight Championship match uh, where uh, it was Tomohiro Ishii uh, facing off against. Everyone's favorite champion, Tai Chi. I, I love him so good. Oh, yes. I heard uh, I heard a description of Ichi at one point was a fire hydrant in biker shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect ex- uh, description of him. That's what they said. It really is good. <laughs> That's really good. Uh Unfortunately, I, I, I was I was on paper before this this uh, happened this uh, event. I was thinking this match could be actually pretty damn good because Tai Chi, honestly, I mean I, I don't like him myself that much, but he's not that bad of a wrestler. If I want to be perfectly honest, so you're but, saying is if he had a different gimmick that didn't hide that, it'd be better. Yeah, his gimmick does kind of hide it, but somewhat. But uh, I was thinking ahead of time. If this is going to be a, g- a great match, then it's going to be Ishii's going to have to drag him to a great match. <laughs> Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Mm. It was merely a good match. I gave it three stars. But, uh, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. He just doesn't do that much for me at all. And and uh, thankfully, Ishii won, so he's now the never appointed championship champion holder for the record-breaking fifth time, which... He doesn't really Was it really it. the fifth time? The most? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, he doesn't need it, of course. He doesn't, Ishii's one of those guys who, like, he, you know he's never going to get the top title, but he doesn't need any titles. Like, he's just, he's just, like, fucking awesome, you know? Yeah, Stone Pimples don't need titles. It's, I might, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I kind of liken him to uh, to Johnny Gargano. You know, he, I don't feel like Gargano needs titles. Right, he's just well, like now he doesn't those... have one. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Uh, like it doesn't matter that they're short-lived title reigns if they are because 
you know they just they just they don't feel like people who need them you know i don't know it's just weird well like when it comes to this nova roll point fucking title they it needs to be a little longer because it's been a little bit ridiculous lately oh i know this year it's been just flip-flopped about and um whereas last year it was like uh it was um what's his Goto. face Goto was uh, yeah yeah Goto was just, like never world point champion like all the fucking time last year <laughs> like so it didn't flip much then I mean in fact when it did leave his hands he just gets it he just got it back a lot of the time so it was like yeah. the few times it happened so the short the short reigns last year don't happen to his opponents not him yeah pretty much <laughs> uh, it was like so, you know, I'm just gonna get it back like next day or two come on just just stop fucking around. Yeah, next month I'll have it again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was an okay match, but, you know, Tai Chi, so there's the problem. Um, <laughs> tai Chi, enough said, that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, well, there's so much you can do, and even Ishii isn't a miracle worker all the time. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, wasn't the worst thing. I didn't hate it, but it's not blowing your way. Um Next one is the IWGP Tag Team Championship match for the heavyweight division. Gorilla's Destiny defended successfully against Evil Sonata, and I didn't wasn't super into this match. I like both teams overall. This, I especially like Evil and Sonata together, but it felt like last year was more of their time in this division, and I feel like they need to move on to something else. Because uh, you know they reigned last year a number of times. Mm-hmm. in this division and they were excellent and probably my favorite tag team that actually competed for these belts last year um that were actually signed to the company <laughs> but now uh, this is my perception and you're free obviously to correct me as you always do um but it feels like to me that the they don't know exactly what to do with the tag team division right now no that's true they don't and they already have another set of titles that they don't ever show at all. So <laughs> the junior yeah. tag titles are does that still have title holders as a vacant or something? No, they they the, the current champs I believe are Rapongi 3K. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, see, that's what happens when they don't do anything with them. I kind of forget who's had them. Well, here's the thing. Here's the ones I never remember who has them ever, <laughs> and that's the never six man titles. Yeah, I never remember who they have it. And I don't, and I, and I honestly don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like I care nothing for those titles. You know, if I had to say that tomorrow I'd say, hey, hey, New Japan, get rid of these titles. I would say, get rid of the six, get rid of both Never titles, and get rid of the the Junior Heavyweight tag titles. Just replace them with nothing. Just get rid of them. Right. It would be better yeah. than with how they have it now. Right. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's a similar thing. I was been I've been recently thinking about where I thought back about how they initially when they back in like 2002 when they initially got rid of the uh, the IC title mm-hmm. brief for and and then I called it and I thought, okay, now you only have all you have is a the world the, the top. One of the top titles. You don't have any secondary titles. They had zero at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I thought to myself, well, within six months, they're bringing it back because they have nothing. And they're not going to. And that was back when they weren't going to push smaller guys to the top of the card. So mm-hmm. like, well, they have nothing then to fight for. And that was really stupid. Whereas nowadays, they do push the smaller guys to the top of the card. You know, they have been, have had done that for the last maybe 10 years. 
Uh, whereas back in 2003 and two, they weren't doing that. Now, getting rid of both the U.S. and intercontinental titles makes total sense because the current the current uh, champions sometimes I forget who has it. So. <laughs> yeah, um, so I, I thought this uh, match was pretty good, uh, but not great. So I gave it three stars, like the last one. I, you know, it's just serviceable, fine, not terrible, good enough. I guess. <laughs> but the next one mm. on the card, mm. another one again. with my heart's a flutter. And that's Ooh. right. I know exactly. This mm. one again. That again, but yeah, that again. with one extra, one, one difference. And that's, uh, this is the, uh, uh, the fallout of the, of the junior heavyweight, the, the, the best of the junior super junior tournament. And that is the IWGP junior heavyweight championship match. Will Ospreay challenging the champion Dragon Lee. How, mm. how does this make me feel again, Matt? Ooh, I know, right? Yep. This is another five-star match. Mm. Will Ospreay banging it out. Mm. That's what he does. Mm. Mm, I know. He's at, he's he's in the those two <laughs> literally in one in one week of stuff I watched. He got four points on my. Uh, best uh, my rock, best uh, uh, best wrestlers of the year. Did they? Because what I do, in case no one knows, no, of course no one knows because I don't post this shit anywhere, except for kind of at the end of the year. And that is, uh, whenever I ha- see any match I watch, no matter where it's from, if I see it, and if it's really good in my opinion, then I will put it on a best wrestling matches of the year list that I have that I compile and one person in and I signed points one person in the match gets two points the one that I thought was the standout and everyone else no matter how many left gets one point and I get put on a points list and because of these four points Will Ospreay is now has six points and is at number five on the list for already for the year mm. So, surprisingly, <laughs> though my my uh, top my top guy is still Ricochet because <laughs> he had so many good matches. His first good... few months of the year were just so good. The good tag he's still there, yeah. even though I haven't seen him in months in a match because he's now because you ain't gonna the... anymore because I'm not gonna because he's on the main roster. Right. And and funny enough, Alistair Black, same reason. He has six points and he's at number four right now. <laughs> still yeah <laughs> so and cool now, by the way now he's uh instead now he's on smackdown uh just uh, having stupid vignettes saying someone pick a fight with me what yeah that's all he's doing who yeah, alistair black yes alistair black <laughs> he's waiting for someone to come to him well that doesn't look good that's not how wrestling works <laughs> yeah yeah tell me about it um so and funny enough i uh, just want to real quick because uh, Adam Cole's uh, performance at uh, the recent, the last two takeovers, uh, now he is at eight points and is at number two for the year. He's in fact he and Jack Gargano and Ricochet are tied for my top spot, eight points. So damn, just let you know. So anyway, so yeah, this this match at Dominion, it's the one, it's the one to see if you got to see anything here. 
That's the one right there. Yep. The next one, that gave it five stars. I know. It's surprising. I know. <laughs> uh, the next one, and believe it or not, this was not the top. This is not the final match. This is actually the third from the top. The next one was uh, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match where champion Kota Ibushi defended against Tetsu Naito. And Naito defeated him to regain the IC title for some reason. I'm still wondering why. Right. Unless, unless I mean, he has been talking about, you know, being double champion with that title and the, the top heavyweight title. But I guess, okay, fine. Go go do it now because uh, this title don't mean anything to you when you have it, you know, at this point. So go do it. So it means something. Right. <laughs> That's how I'm thinking. Yeah. But uh, this match was pretty game good. I, I gave it four stars. But uh, but uh, a big part of it that why I didn't give it higher is because is because of Ibushi's recklessness. Well, kind of both of them, but especially Ibushi. Because uh, I've seen Ibushi do these two do crazy shit before, but the level here was unparalleled to the point where, as other people I've heard say, it took me out of the match a bit. Yeah, me less than me less than some other people from what I could tell, but uh, it still did. Uh, this is disgusting. Apron bump, man. Bushi, Bushi, I, I need I need you to be the beautiful boy, beautiful Russell boy we all love. So don't kill yourself, please. Just, just, just please don't. Yeah, last I looked, you need to keep your head on your shoulders, and to do that, you need a neck. And it doesn't look like you want a neck. Yeah, and then what's crazy is like immediately after that stupid, reckless bullshit thing on the apron, immediately. He gets fucking the next move he takes is is a, a reverse run off the top rope. Good lord, <laughs> where does it land, Mike? Right on his fucking neck. Fucking neck. That's right. God, if you won't do it for yourself, Ibushi, please make me happy and be safer. Okay. Yes. I love you. You're a beautiful wrestle boy. Please, please, please continue to be one. <laughs> beautiful wrestle boy. Don't don't die. Um. Yeah, it's, uh, I was looking, he had actually posted a a photo of himself and his bruised eye and cheek and shit. Um, Yeah, and that was a different spot that he, uh, like some kind of headbutt or whatever that mm -hmm. Naito did to him that I didn't actually notice was getting bad. Some other people I heard, I've listened to sound like they could, they saw it immediately start getting bad during, during the match. I don't remember seeing that at all so but yeah but once i saw the photo after the fact on his twitter i was just like dude come on you, you two are not a good match together yeah and there's a good uh, a good uh, reply to him saying the following the only thing brighter than your future is the future of a wrestling business with you in it please stop with the crazy necessary risks they don't make your matches better they hide and distract from how good you are and that's true because uh, Coda is extremely good, and he's he's right. The guy's right. It's like you know, the second he does those stupid, stupid unnecessary risks, it, it does take it does distract me from watching his amazing skills. Because now I'm just like, stop, you know, I, I don't want to see this anymore. Right. So yeah, just just don't do this shit. 
I like I like sick shit though. I like I like amazing high risk shit, you know, provided that you are relatively safe because I'm not going to say safe because I know I know better. It's wrestling. <laughs> it's wrestling. Yeah, I it's understand. Wrestling. It's always a risk doing whatever you're doing. Uh but uh but you don't have to go out of your... It's already risky enough. You don't have to fucking make it worse. You don't have to go out of your way to actually look actually find ways to be risky because it's already risky enough. Right. Come on. I mean, there's it's amazing sometimes how um like I just how little it takes sometimes for them to have a major injury happen. Yeah, um, I know. Like, for instance, like, you know, fuck Vince McMahon just walking down doing a stupid walk to the ring fucking made him tear both of his quads. <laughs> Still laugh him. about that one because it's so unbelievable. How do you do that? By walking. Leave it to Vince McMahon, I guess. I don't know. I seriously don't know. Was it just the way he walked that specific time? Or was it... Like accumulation no, because you've seen else. him walk that way before. That ridiculously jerky walk that he does. Yeah, acting like you know what he does when he's full of he's full of of piss and vinegar. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's done that, and yeah, it just I think it was just a combination. I mean, obviously, he'd also, of course, ever knows he's been in matches too. Um, it's probably just some overtime just type of thing where it just it just was the last straw. It's like the last straw is this stupid walk you're doing. All right, we're done. It might it might be collapse your fucking ass. Yeah, it might be that combined with the the fact that wasn't it like you know he it would typically be on a ramp as he's going declining down a ramp. Yeah, that was yeah yeah I believe that. Well, no, actually, I think it was all flat at the event he did it at. (laughs) That makes it even better. I don't remember exactly. (laughs) If I remember correctly, it was at a Royal Rumble. Actually, it was at a pay per view. So. Anyway, the next match, the final <laughs> match on the card is uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship match between uh, Kazuchika Okada and Chris Jericho. Uh, this one wasn't set up very very much. It was just kind of just a spur-of-the-moment thing, um, which isn't that surprising, you know, since Jericho's involved. But, uh... <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I liked it. Quite, I liked it a decent amount. I, I gave it another four star match, but I, it was definitely his weakest uh, in New Japan so far. Um, and I'm not down on it in the sense that, like I've heard other people sound like they are because Demission returns, Demission returns, Demission returns. Like <laughs> I'm like he doesn't have that many matches, so I don't really feel Demission returns when it comes to him. Like. I just feel like I don't know if it is like some other people. Some people have also said I've heard they 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 say that uh, Okada and Jericho's styles don't mesh very well, and I don't know. Maybe the chemistry really isn't there to to enough of a degree to make it truly stand out as a match. I guess. I mean, I don't really know. I didn't really feel that way. It just just kind of was a you know a, a good match, but not a great match. That's just how I felt about it. You know. Yeah. So, uh, also, Jericho, Jericho fucking lied about his stupid elbow finisher that he started using back at, you know, all or nothing. Yeah, what about it? Or double or nothing. <laughs> what about it? Is that he specifically, you can go back, he specifically said uh, in his promo uh, for when he was, you know, that, that like little video of 
promo thing where he was showing he was training and he and he uh and he told everyone oh i have this new elbow it's so devastating it's called the juice effect and all that crap that video yeah he specifically said in that video that if i'm not mistaken he said it there he said it somewhere he said very specifically and i remember this very well that this move was exclusive to aw that's what he said a <laughs> fucking liar <laughs> Maybe he means exclusively. Uh, that's how I'll win with it. I only be able to win with it in AEW. I don't know. <laughs> you know. He didn't say it that way though. He said he said exclusive to AEW, and then I saw him try to use it in this match, and and then after he lost, he successfully hit him with it after the match. It's like <laughs> it's like you're a fucking liar. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> fucking liar. <laughs> Uh, that, I, wish, I, wish, I wish it was exclusively a better move, if you ask me. Yes, yes. That's my biggest problem. As soon as I heard what it was supposed to be, I was like, okay, you're just going to you're gonna skip the springboard shit, the flip, the, the like the handstand spring thing that China did, but otherwise it's the same weak-ass thing that she did. Because <laughs> that's the only thing she did before it. Mm-hmm. The only, well, the only thing that difference is she did that before, and he just does a like a spin around, like you know, standing. Yeah, it's, it's just a spinning back elbow. It's just so dumb. It sounds yeah. so dumb. It sounded dumb. It looked dumb. And it's dumb. I feel like Kenny Omega took it well. You know, like sold it well, but right. But the problem is, my opinion is that even when it was sold well, it just kind of there's no telegraph. It just kind of happens really quickly, and then it's over, and it's kind of like a whimper, you know? Yeah. Does he really want his matches to end on a whimper? (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Yes, so. (laughs) Come on, Jericho. Do you really want me to watch your match? And then I'm like into it, and then the next thing I know, it's... (laughs) 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 Do you really want that? Come on. Uh, That's right. He needs to listen to this show he's never gonna listen to <laughs> hear me do that <laughs> and then that's what he that's what goes through his head every time he thinks about doing it then maybe he'll stop <laughs> here's hoping <laughs> it's a really 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 long shot but hey here's to you <laughs> also uh also this uh this event had uh the first three declarations of intent to enter the g1 climax tournament coming up Mm. soon Mm. and all of them made me flutter my pants a bit oh wow they keep that to yourself dude i don't know i'm sorry so just use the word excited i know it's boring but it's better than knowing what's going on down there (laughs) 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 so um uh, John Moxley, after his match, he that's what he got on the mic to say that. That's right, which, yeah. Which I was glad to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, <laughs> and uh, Papa that's Shingo. The right, that's the right one. Oh, that's the right. That's the writer one, baby. Uh huh. Yeah, Papa Shingo did it as well after his match, mm-hmm. and that's also great because this Papa further Shingo did it. Uh huh. This further. That's right. Uh huh. This this <laughs> further proves that he is definitely. Full-time uh, transition now to the heavyweight division, thankfully. So that's good. And then one I never saw coming, and I don't think anyone fucking did, but fucking formerly Hideo Itami from NXT slash WB, he comes out, and he's like, I'm in the G1. And I'm like, hell fucking yeah. 
Hell to the yeah. Hell to the yeah, Kenta. All right. So that's awesome and unexpected, considering he's always been a Noah guy. That's the right. That's the that's the rightest one, baby. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh huh. That's 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 incredibly good. Uh huh. Like that. Fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. So, <laughs> so that, that was all. That all, that all got me much more excited than I already was for the. Well, I wasn't really having any excitement because I didn't know who exactly might be surprise entrance into G1 this year. But now that I saw those three, I'm just like, oh, that's great. Love it. I can't wait. I'm going to watch like every fucking match in that tournament. I swear I am. Damn. I did it last year. I'm doing it again. That shit is pop locking. Woo. We got be. five matches last year on my list. Five from five. last year's G1. Mm. This year, might, might even bring more. Man. Anyway. Man. Damn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I gave this this uh, this uh, the rating of this event a B. Right down the middle B. Right down the middle, Daddy B. That's right. No one near as good as last year's Dominion, but what can what could possibly be? Let's be honest, you know. <laughs> Topping that, it's like impossible. So it just it also was still a letdown. Even even in and of itself, it was still kind of a letdown. But uh, still, was a better event than a uh, uh, a lot of the earlier stuff this year in New Japan on on their events when it came to uh, between now. And uh, when they and January Force, you know, Wrestle Kingdom event. So, so uh, hopefully this this is this means is better down the road and uh, for them this year because they had a rough, fairly rough start. But uh, you can't beat you can't beat A plus from last year. I know it's fucking amazing. That's such a good show. I look down these matches. I'm like, you got three and a half, three, uh, four, three and a half, five. Four, five. I know. Four and a half. Five. I know. It was Damn. fucking lit. Dude, it was lit. It was so lit. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's yep. all, I guess, for us this time, right? That will be doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, you can, you can uh, check us out. Uh, there's a, there's a website. It's uh, heartarchive.wordpress.com. To get all the fucking episodes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you can also go on to Twitter at suplex at space suplex. Um, I'm at Heart Knight. Mike is at Osagi704. Also linked on the blog post on the website at heartarchive.wordpress.com. And uh, that has been an episode. Don't you agree? I agree. All right. We out.